Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt podcast, home of melanin magnificence and kingdom of belts and I am your host Miles. Uh, You'll probably be aware it's been a tough week for me hence I'm recording this episode quite late. Uh, I'm not in London, I am in Bristol um, and yes, I am in Bristol for those of you that saw on Get the Belts Instagram or my own Instagram. Uh, unfortunately, my nan isn't very well. This is odd. It's the first time I guess I'm really talking about it. And even though I'm speaking to you guys, like right now, I'm currently sat in my, uh, in my cousin's living room by myself. So it's like I'm almost speaking to myself, which is odd about this situation. And I can already feel emotions, actually, that I've, when I've been sat by myself, I've not felt. Anyway, um, yes, so I'm here. Uh, I'm doing as I said, and I'm bringing you this episode because... You deserve it. Uh, it, it. It will probably help me. And I know that my nan would want me to continue doing whatever I need to do, you know. Uh, so it's going to be quite different as I've not been like keeping as up to date with uh, things that are going on in the world. So it's not going to be as detailed, but it's going to be slightly different because I also want to just speak about her um, and things that I've learned. So yeah, it's not your usual get the belt episode, but it will be the same format. We're going to go straight into the word of the week. Uh, and this week's word of the week is a good one because um, it actually came from my aunt, my auntie Anita. So yeah, let's start this week's episode off with word of the week. So this week's word of the week is stop going to B&Q for milk. <laughs> now, I don't know, in America, my listeners in the States won't get that, but B&Q is basically a DIY store where, you know, you get all your things, everything DIY, paints, tools, lights, flooring, all of those things there. Now, uh, I, this word of the week came from Auntie Anita, like I said before, uh, following a discussion that we were having um, just after speaking about what what happened to my nan and stuff like that. 
uh, and I was like, okay, I got the premise of it straight away. And I was like, explain what, explain what you mean by that. And, you know, she said, people continue to go places and go to people for things that they know deep down isn't there, but yet they repeatedly go. So going to B&Q for milk, when you know all they do is DIY stuff, it's pointless. Like it's, you're just going to get frustrated and you're continuously going to be leaving, uh, you know, the store with nothing like other than annoyance, having wasted time, frustration, when you knew all along that B&Q ain't about to sell no milk. Like that's not what the store is about. That's not what it is here for. It's not what it's not what it provides. And, you know, it, it makes sense because I find myself and I'm sure many of us that are listening to this show right now, we find ourselves going to people specifically when we need something, be it comfort, uh, good advice, peace and quiet, whether we need turn up or, you know, certain things like that. We keep on going to these people for things that we know that they are unable to provide us with. Now, that doesn't mean that that person doesn't have something valuable or something that can benefit you, of course. Like when we look back at, at the word of the week, which is stop going to B&Q for milk, if you need DIY shit, then of course you going to B&Q makes complete sense and you're going to leave with what you need, with what you went there for. But we need to stop going to places and going to people that we already know don't have the things that we're after. So if you've got people in your life where you where you go to or people that you, who you go to for f- for trust and you need, you want to speak about something confidential yet you know this person in the past is forever forever out there chatting your business, stop going there for that. Stop going there for that because that's the one thing they're not able to give you. We need we need to really think about what we're doing with ourselves and with our times to ensure and with with our time sorry to ensure that you know we're not wasting our time our time and making ourselves more anxious and more angry than we need to be. And you know you might like the trip to B and Q, you might like what it looks like, but at the end of the day, if you know you need milk, don't go there. If you know that person that you're going to for for reliability or stability or love isn't able to give you that stop going there find someone else that does find it within yourself or both you know I have found myself at times uh going to people uh, especially if I'm in a in a low place for reassurance and stuff like that or to make me feel better or understanding yet I know full well that these people aren't able to give me that. Now, they've got their benefits and they've got the the things that they can give me and provide me with. But it really is like key and crucial to separate and understand what people can and have been proven capable of. So 
we can also be upset at B&Q for not providing milk when it's been made clear as well, you know. Um, when someone has communicated or demonstrated in the past that they are unable to give you certain things in life, be it in the physical realm, be it emotionally, um, spiritually, all of the above. If they've, if you've seen that and it and it's been made clear your whole life, we also then can't be annoyed when we go to that person and ask for something that we already know they don't have. And when they say, you know, I can't give you this. I can't, I don't have the capacity for this. I, I'm not equipped to give you this. We then can also in turn be annoyed at them because we look like the dickhead, like, you already know that that is not there. You know what I mean? So there's no point in in going to people for things when you know full well that is not where it resides, you know? So this word of the week is to really just, this word of the week, sorry, is to just take accountability for where we go, for who we go to, and what we can expect from that person or, you know, that place. Um, and I say that place also because look at one thing that I can do is buy cigarettes and drink a bit too much when I get depressed and I almost, or when I get anxious or really stressed out. And it, it just, it's, it's counterproductive. It does help a little bit, but at the end of the day, I go there expecting to find happiness and like just escapism and yes I do escape temporarily but the 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 crux of why and my reasons behind you know acquiring those things and consuming them is for peace and is for happiness because I'm running away or trying to deal with my upset or fear or anxiety or whatnot and at the end of the day I know that once I've you know got a little bit drunk or once I've finished making those cigarettes I only feel guilty <laughs> I only feel guilty hungover how about that and it's counterproductive so places I can go to for those things are you know my therapy um, I said last week you know that in cooking I find a true sense of escape and inner peace and it makes me happy uh even working out is a lot harder to do um but once I've done it I do f I truly do feel a sense of happiness and escapism and those are the places where I need to be going um for those things and not again not going to be in queue for milk because that's not what being Q is here for that's not what it, it has is not what it gives me so yeah that is this week's word of the week uh I hope you guys can take from that learn from that and this week and really for the rest of your lives just really just really assess the situations and go right am I, am I going to be in Q for milk right now with this person or with going out here or with having this cocktail or, you know, texting this person that I ain't spoken to for so long, like, are they able to give me what I actually need? Because we can then go and be mad at them because we'll look like mugs, we'll look like dickheads. Um, you know, who wants to look like a dickhead? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so yeah, that is this week's word of the week.
Oh, so, yes, that was this week's word of the week. Um, yeah, so before we get into the rest of the show, I would like to say a huge, huge thank you and let everyone know that I appreciate all of the messages that I've got, both on my personal Instagram and on uh, Get the Belt. Um, I know Get the Belt posted a picture uh, and there were so many comments there and I've had so many messages in both the DMs on that account and on my personal account and I've not been able to respond to everyone because they've been so, so, so many and it's, you know, it's overwhelming and, um, and I just really appreciate that and, you know, the love is felt and the, the support and the prayers have been felt a lot, um, it's incredible the the impact my nan has had on my life and I feel like everyone that knows me personally and probably and those that listen to me on this podcast if I've ever said something that has inspired you or made you laugh or whatever then you too have been impacted by you know Mrs Uday my nan because she really did make me who I am, and she shaped me into the man that I am, an incredible, incredible amount. Um, you know, I even had a message from uh, a friend, a guy that I met out in Miami like two years ago. And I was only in Miami for, I think, a week. And I spent maybe two days with this guy. And he was, he even messaged, and I've not really spoken to him for years. He said something along the lines of, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, from the little time we spent together, I know how close you and your nan was and how much she meant to you. Uh, so this must be really hard right now, but know that she's proud. And I've had so, I've had so many message messages from people that, you know, don't necessarily know me all too well when they've all said, I know how close you were with your nan. And, you know, I've always said, look on my Instagram, I'm a proud nanny's boy. And I, and I really am just because of the pillar of strength she's been to me um you know she's been my nan she's been my mother since I was a child I've always been oh you're my mum you're like my mum and she really has she's been an unshakable unquestionable source of constant love and support now don't get it twisted my nanny she got me together a few times not just with her words, a couple of times she slapped me up too, <laughs> but never to the point where I questioned her love for me. And that is one of the clear differences, you know, when people say, oh, it's a shame you don't speak to your, your mum or your dad. Like that is one of the real clear differences in our relationships. You know, when my parents would um, chastise me or tell me off, whether I was in the right or the wrong, I would always, I, I would seldom feel like they were doing what they were doing to me because they loved me. Whereas every lick I got from my nan, every cuss, every bit of anger, frustration, I never once thought you're doing this because you don't like me or you're doing this because I'm not enough. In fact, she was doing all of those things to me or was slapping me up or saying what she was saying because she knew how 
much better I could be. Um, you know, she taught me, she's a white woman, for those of you that don't know. She taught me almost everything I know about my Nigerian culture, down to the few words in Igbo that I know. Almost every single Nigerian dish, the fashion out there, the culture um, in Nigeria when she lived out there. And, you know, she has really made me proud by saying, you know, this is, you know, this is your grandfather. He was a judge and he he worked hard for this. And, you know, this is what your family are like. And these are customs out there Like you should be proud. And she really installed that black pride that I I have. So, yes, she has inspired me to be a better friend to people, a better partner to someone and just a better me. And I'm so grateful that I was able to get back to Bristol um, before she passed. She is still, as I'm recording this, she's still very much alive. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my I was told uh, that she had a fall um, and was in hospital. And I was very scared because something like this happened to my grandma years ago. And she had a fall and then later on died of cancer. So I was already very scared. It felt very much like deja vu and, you know before I'd got to Bristol, uh, another member of my family did call just to say, by the way, Miles, they have discovered cancer in the colon and they don't think they're going to be able to operate it. And, you know, when I got to the hospital, by the grace of God, I was able to see her because of COVID and stuff like that. Um, we, we were letting my cousin and I, Karina, um, we were able to go in and just before we went in to see my nan, you know, the nurse did say, we can't say anything about how long, but it, your nan is a very strong woman. I was that girl. I know. <laughs> I know she's the strongest human I know. And yeah, it could be anything from two weeks to two months, but we just don't know. So every, the fact that I was able to go in there and just even say hello to her was a blessing. Um, And it's been really difficult because... She, even even then, on that first day that I saw her, she was incredibly weak, incre in, in so much pain from not just the back from the fall, but from, you know, the cancer and stuff like that. But she was still able to, she's always been very with it. She was very much, you know, Miles, where are you staying tonight? You're staying at mine, where are you staying? You're staying at Karina's, like, very still worried and still thinking <laughs> practically. Uh, she did say to me, which was painful, you know, Miles, it's, I think it's my time. And, you know, that was hard. And I tried to say goodbye in a roundabout way, but it didn't even feel right to say goodbye because of how she was conversing with me. And, you know, I've gone back since um, many times and spoken to her every day. And she's getting better, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, the cancer's not clearing up and I, we don't even know if they're treating it yet. But, like, every day she is less, like, she's got, she's cracking jokes she's cussing at the the other people on the ward and like you know she's saying nice things to me like like she's being more and more herself and it's just such a mind fuck because I've obviously been told this information and then she's aware of certain information about you know this being it essentially yet she's still getting better like I don't know. It's a mindfuck. So I feel really at peace. I want everyone to know that I do feel at peace. And 
you know, I've had this idea in my head or these conversations with myself or with my cousin just saying how I thought I would be a mess. And anyone that knows me, I thought I'd be literally sobbing every day and unable to eat and things like that. And don't get me wrong, I've I've cried. I've cried a lot, but it's not been constant. It comes in waves. And for the most part, I feel so calm. And I do believe that that is because I know without a shadow of a doubt that the relationship that we've had my whole life has been beautiful. It's been like, it's just been everything, like everything. And I just don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have these questions of, you know, are you proud of me? Do you love me? And am I doing enough? And that that calmness that that brings is is amazing. Um, and I don't know if anyone else listening has lost someone um, or is losing someone. The year we've had, I know people have lost. Um, I don't know if anyone else has felt like this, but at times I did feel like I, it, I felt guilty for not feeling what I thought I'd be feeling or acting and reacting the way I would. But actually, this sense of calm, some people have said, you know, maybe you're in autopilot and maybe I am. Um, maybe I am, you know. But I do believe that it does come down to um, the knowledge of how amazing our relationship is and how it will forever be um and that is a blessing um and it's also one of the reasons why I'm very scared because like I say she has just loved me so hard and you know, even in this time with in, with COVID and stuff, like a few weeks back, before I'd, you know, started working, uh, getting my COVID test often, I she was very much like, Miles, if you're down, come up, get a test. I don't care. Come up. There's a place for you here. Like, just make sure you stay away from me from a bit. And then once you're all good, like, it's cool. Like, even in a whole panorama, she was ready to be here for me. Even though she was at risk and vulnerable, she's like, I don't care. Now, that's silly and I didn't go, but it just speaks on all of the ways and the extremities that she's willing and always has been willing to go through to be there for me. And I'm just scared when she goes, like, I don't know anyone else. Like, don't get, it, don't get me wrong, I've got... I've got friends, I've got best friends, I've got amazing friends, you know, my cousin Karina and other family members, aunts, uncles, I've got such, I've got such amazing people around me, but the way that that woman loves me and is there for me, I've never, ever known anything like that. Um, and it's beautiful, but um, you'll probably get bored of me speaking about this, but yeah, um, I will keep you guys updated as much as I can. You know, it is a very personal issue, which is why I didn't, I've not really posted too much. And this is the most I've spoken about. It. I've not really gone into too much 
detail. Um, but I want to share that with you because, you know, I had a friend reach out and say she's going through something similar. So know that uh, there, are, there are always other people out there going through something similar. None of us are ever really alone on these kind of things. Um, and, and, you know, reach out and speak to people because um, it is a fucked up time to be dealing with things like this. But we'll get through it. We'll get stronger. It is the circle of life, as cliche as that sound, as it sounds. But yeah, I believe that she's going to heaven. Like, if there's one person that is going to heaven, is my nanny man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is that for for now, anyway. But yes, let's um crack on into melanin magnificence. So this week's Melanin Magnificence goes to a young boy of the tender age of 13. Um, he goes by the name of Ugo, um, second name Ugo Chuku, and he has been described as a revelation by McLaren. Now, McLaren are an, a huge um, F1 um organization i don't know i'm not really into racing all i know is that lewis hamilton does it <laughs> really really fucking well <laughs> um but yes um basically mclaren have signed him at the age of 13 uh and he is like becoming one of the youngest ever talents to be signed um by a a, a company so big and renowned um they've been watching him they said for many many years uh whilst he's been dominating you know the race the racing fields or um the racing tracks <laughs> uh so he ugo was victorious in the 2020 f f i a o k j european championship and has also won various national and international uh karting accolades in his native USA, he's an American boy, and also in Europe. Um, so he has struck a long-term deal at 13 years old, which is actually the same age uh, Lewis Hamilton was when the Woken squad uh, secured his his signature. Um, yeah, um, continue slaying. Uh, you know, upon signing this, Ugo went on to say... Um, I'm honoured to be signed by such an iconic team as McLaren Racing so early in my career. To have the support of McLaren is fantastic and what any young driver dreams of. I'm focused right now on developing as a driver and racer. So having McLaren by my side can only help me on and off the track. I can already sense in, in his words, he did not come to play with you hoes. <laughs> Like, he seems very, very fucking switched on. Um, and I'm ready to see another, you know, black man dominate this field, slay in this area and just like, go on to inspire many other racers. Um, growing up, I never really 
Lewis Hamilton was like the first black racer. And I don't really know many others, to be honest. So it's great to see we've got another one for the next generation to come and just like do beast mode. Um, I'm here to see it. He is, of course, like I said, of Nigerian descent. Boop, boop. Love to fucking see it. Um, and this really also... Um, is a move in the right direction for other racing squads and teams. Um, the CEO of McLaren, Zach Brown, gave an insight into how this differs in the normal way that they sign talent, uh, which is normally via um, a, a, a program or, or something more formal and that they're actually doing more outreach to find young young drivers and new talent in a more bespoke way which i think is incredible so keep an eye on this young boy ugo and yeah melanin magnificence goes to you and congratulations on on, on the signing at 13 goddamn slay hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, uh, so like I said before, I've not really been that in tune this week, but I can have a look and see what is going on in these screets. Let's kick off Miles Measures. Now, I heard about a, a bill or like a, a report that came out that said that racism, institutional racism does not exist in the UK. Um, I've not really done much looking or digging into that article um, simply because I think it's a fucking joke. I think it's a slap in the face. Um, you know, I've seen heads of uh, certain departments um, resign because of this. Um, and it, it, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense for a country that, you know, invented racism, uh, orchestrated it, for them to now have 
a document that says, oh, actually it doesn't exist here and it doesn't have any impact. It makes sense for this country and like how this country operates in terms of, you know, lying about things. We've seen Boris Johnson do it throughout this whole pandemic. Um, you know, we've seen them uh, lose documents for on Grenfell. Like, you know, we've seen the way that this country runs. It only makes sense for them to have a document or a report saying that racism doesn't exist. It makes sense. It makes complete sense. It's it's a joke. Um, it's not something I'll be reading. I find it disrespectful, to be quite honest, especially after the summer we had with Black Lives Matter and the amount of data and the amount of lived experiences that black and brown people in the UK have um, stood up bravely to say, you know, a lot of people have risked their jobs, risked their lives. They've risked and ended up losing friendships, relationships, family members and and things like that to say, you know, this is my reality. This is my experience that I've ex that I've lived in the UK and it has very much and my life and my opportunities and my experience has very much been, you know, orchestrated or um, impacted negatively by the institutional racism that resides in the UK. So for the powers that be and the people that conducted this, all of which I've read, seen a few headlines, allegedly were white people, um, came up and have created this document to in attempts to take no responsibility for the way that this country is still very much inherently racist um, to make it, to, to fool others into thinking that, you know, there's no work that needs to be done. And if, if, if that's the case, then, I don't know, then, <laughs> I literally have no words. Like, it's, it's obvious, so... If anything, this will only make, you know, people work harder, activists speak louder and communities stand up stronger because it is such a disrespect. Like it's so, you're, they've basically gone ahead and called everyone that has spoken, including myself, a damn liar. They've said, you're, you're fucking lying. What do you mean it ain't racist? It's because it, it depends on, I think they said, it's it, things like your family have more, more of an impact than your race. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? My family j jokes. So I'm not even really going to be getting into that simply because I've not done the research also because I've been preoccupied. But. It, I, it, 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 it's just a, it's just a joke. It's a complete and utter joke. So, yeah, that's the UK moving mad continuously. Um, in other news, this week we celebrated uh, National Trans Visibility Day, and it was amazing to see some of the things that I saw on social media, and just to see looking at my friends and people that I know, the amount of trans people that I consider close to me. Growing up, you know, I didn't really have, I had no, not even really, I had no trans friends whatsoever. And hell, some of them might have been, but didn't feel 
like they could be open about it. Uh, but to think that we live in a world now where there is still much more to do, you know, just this year, last year alone, 2020 was like the highest amount of murders of trans people that we have seen, especially of colour. Um, so there's still so much, so much more to do in in the world in regards to transgender people. But just looking at the people on my timeline, the successful trans women, ju just this week, actually, um, the actress from Pose. Oh, what is her name? Dominique Jackson um, was completely slaying and dominating the runway for Mugler, you know, and just 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 killing it. And it that wouldn't have been a thing to have a trans woman modeling or running walking sorry on the runway for women's clothes. Um also TS Madison who I really am inspired by on a every time I see a post from her she's become the first trans woman ever black trans woman to have a program just about her life I spoke about it like a week or two ago again huge congratulations to her um for being visible and both of them actually that I've named are two trans black women which is again I live for um and then we've got trans people over here in in the UK um you know Kenny Kenny Jones uh doing his thing slaying uh, my friend Lily, she's just been on the news for modelling um, swimwear for trans women and just the amount of trans voices that are so loud and doing such great things for the community. I think it's amazing to see and I personally feel so inspired by their bravery in being so loud in who they are what they are and what they stand for so yeah I didn't get around to posting anything as I've not really been posting that much this week but uh yes belated but happy trans, trans visibility day and yes I'm so proud of the LGBTQ DL community um for the steps that we are taking and yes uh so unfortunately this week some a video came out of sweetie and quavo in a lift where there was violence had taken place and he was manhandling her and and she him as well but i i oh, it, the part that I didn't like, well, I didn't like any of it. But after that, Quaver had the audacity to come out and say, you know, she's, you're not the woman I thought you were. And almost trying to find reasons behind him throwing her around in that lift, which the fact that you even tried to do that is beyond me. Were you not cheating though, Quaver? Like the audacity of you, my nigga, like you, you were out here sticking it to other women while she was just out here just trying to be a good a good woman to you yet you have the audacity to ask her or say like I don't know who you are well who are you who are you what have you been doing like madness I do not condone any of those kind of 
acts of violence, especially to a woman, especially after, you know, in the UK, we've had the disappearance followed by the murder of a woman to see that people are still thinking it's acceptable to put hands on a woman, another human in general. To me, it's just, oh, it's just mad. It's just mad. But yeah, he, weirdo, absolute weirdo, ain't got no time for Quavo. I won't be listening to any of your music. Not that I really did. I mean, yes, he's a part of Migos and I fucked trying a few of their songs, but that motherfucker has not got any of my support. Um, What else has happened? Ah, so there was a school here in London uh, by the name of Pimlico Academy uh, that were told by their hair, by their by their principal that Afros were not to be allowed in school uh, and neither were, um, uh, neither were hijabs. Um, apparently the, <laughs> the, not the prime minister, the head teacher of the school said that, you know, the, the Afros were blocking the views of others and the hijabs were too colorful and that they would no longer be permitted. And the students, rightly so, took to protest um, to properly acknowledge, you know, the the Black Lives Matter movement or Black History Month. Um, They took to protest and said, you know what, this is unfair. Uh, It had targeted certain groups of the students and, you know, the school should be, in fact, protecting these marginalized communities and races and religions instead of targeting them. Uh, you know, if someone's Afro is too big, which it can never be, just move your fucking seat around. How about that? And a hijab being too colorful, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I see, I see many different colors and it's absolutely fine. Okay, if, if, if you're saying it's too colorful and it don't go with the school, the uniform, you don't need to ban them, like just say only black ones, only blue ones, but to ban them entirely, like are you, d- that's a religion, like how, how can you even do that? But again, like the report shows, the UK is not institutionally racism, uh, racist, despite this school and this institution passing racist, you know, rules, but... <laughs> The irony. Um, But yes, the students took to the streets and to the playground in protests. uh, And they got their voices heard. And thank God the the faculty got to their senses and they reversed those rules. um, And the school got (laughs) the school and I free of, of those ridiculous rules, which is. Which is tremendous. So I applaud, I applaud that school and the, and and the and the children for you know standing up for themselves. And this is what I mean in terms of things like the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, people making noise and standing up for what they think is right. It really is giving you know the younger generation the armor and the vigilance and the courage to stand up for what they truly believe in and for who they are ultimately. Which I think is fucking amazing. Uh, in other news, Ariana Grande is set to become a judge um, or a coach, sorry, on The Voice. I'm here for this. Um, I am very much here for this. 
She has an incredible voice. She's got so much control. She's hugely successful. She 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 can sing. The bitch can sing, and it, it, it's nice to have a singer on one of these singing competitions as a coach or judge, like because they do sometimes have some people where I'd be like, "Are you sure?" Because without the auto tune and these things, there they don't really be singing. And how can you be telling another like a vocalist you as a as a hummer, as a as a as a sometimes on tune performer, be telling some of these vocal beasts on these shows how and what to do. It makes no sense, but to have someone like her who is so current, you know, and got you know the bangers out there right now with a voice on there, to me, it makes sense. So a wise decision. I've not actually watched The Voice in such such a long time, but maybe I will give her a watch. Uh, so Netflix has announced a gay holiday rom-com single all the way, uh, which I am very, very excited to watch. So it is directed by Michael Mayer and the new project single all the way will include an amazing cast uh, with Michael Yuri, uh, Phil Mon Chambers and Luke McFarlane. Um, they'll be all taking the lead roles. Um, Jennifer Robbins, uh, Jennifer Robertson, uh, Kathy Najimi, I think her name is Jennifer Coolidge and Barry um, Barry Bostwick will also be, you know, expected to star. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So the des um, desperate to escape questions and judgment on his dating life, Peter, which is who's played by Yuri, plots with his best friend uh, Chambers to pretend that they are in a relationship over the holidays things take an unexpected turn when peter's mother sets him up on a blind date with her handsome trainer james um the producer spoke with uh, variety magazine and said that what i love most about this hysterical moving project is that it is simply a genuine holiday romantic comedy that explores friendship and love between gay men, which I am here for. And, you know, to have a black actor taking the lead, for me, even even better. Because, like I've said on the show, there's not many, like, pieces out there or, like, films or series that focus or tell the story of black gay men. And when they do, it, it does often come around to just sex or just you know it, like like with pose like aids and as as needed as those stories are there's so much more to it it's like the go-to unfortunately like with like black stories they've we used to i feel like we're slowly making a much needed change but if there was a black story it needed to be slavery it needed to be gangs now nah, like sometimes just do a little olivia pope and just have her being a lawyer you know Sometimes just 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 something else, not violence, not crime, not weed every day. And like in terms of this new comedy um, that will be on Netflix, it's so good to see that it's not just going to be sex and dying of AIDS. It's, you know, it's going to be have some laughs in there and I'm excited for it. So let me know if you guys watch it as well. Um, where else, where else, where else? Ah, so the University of Aberdeen is returning the Benin bronze uh, to Nigeria uh, 124 years after it was taken by the British force. So we thank God that Nigeria are getting their things. Now, I'm reading this from the Voice newspaper. 
So the University of Aberdeen is to return a Benin bronze to Nigeria following a review that found the artifact was taken from the country in an extremely immoral manner, which goes for half of the things that the UK has, including the jewels on Lizzie's head. Anyway, the bronze is famous for depicting the Oba or the King of Benin and was part of a haul of thousands of items that the British took in 1897 when their forces looted Benin City in southern eastern Nigeria. In a statement, the university have reassured that the item will be sent back within weeks after having ownership of it since 1957. They said that the punitive expedition of 1897 was one of the most notorious examples of the pillaging of cultural treasures associated with 19th century European colonial expansion. Um, we thank God Nigeria are getting their things. There's so much more that needs to be back there. But, you know, small, small step steps. Um, Pretty Patel apparently spent, allegedly spent £77,000 on those eyebrows of hers. Girl, sis, sister girl. Sister girl. 77000 on the eyebrows. And they don't even bang. 77000 And they do not even bang. They're not even full. Like I can send you to a few of my homegirls that can do your that can do that for half of the price for, for a couple years and they will bang yang. Okay? Your eyebrows do not bang yang. They're not nice things. And you have the cheek and the gall to put that on your expensive because on your expenses. Because me I don't know, yeah. How on earth the eyebrows are helping you do your job. They're clearly not. They're clearly not because you're out here trying to pass wayward laws about people can go prison for more time than raping someone for tipping over a statue of a racist motherfucker who didn't care about me and my people. Yeah? It don't make no sense. Neither does your eyebrows and neither does the fact that you put that on your expenses. Um, uh, I know I'm really rushing through it. I'm rushing for it this week, guys, because I, I need, I need to, because I need to, I need to, I need to recuperate. Um, you know what? Fuck it. That is it. Yeah, that's it for me on Miles Measures this week. <laughs> Now, I'm being honest, I really, I don't think I actually have a belt to give this week. I guess I could have given it to the dickheads that said, you know, that there's no institutional racism anymore in the UK. Um, mm, yeah, I could have. Okay, fuck it, yeah, I do. Okay, yes, I spoke about it already in, um, in Mars Measures, so... My belt this week, because I really don't even have the energy to be mad at people. And I, I mean, I am, but like, I can't even lie. Like, I'm, ugh, I'm just, ugh, you know, I'm just a bit done. But my belt this week goes out to anyone involved with the piecing together of the shit that is that that document or that report. Anyone that had anything to do with passing it. Anyone that agrees with that which will probably be lots of you man out there, um, you guys get the belt because not only does it ring so untrue, 
And not only is there so much evidence in contrast to that f- that that document, it just it just shows how eager I guess you are to silence people that are calling out racism. Like you're just really out here just trying to keep it up because the minute you try to imply that it doesn't exist, it means that you guys don't have to change anything. And if you don't have to change anything, it means things can continue being racist, which ultimately means you like the way that the society is, that that the society is these days. Um, so yeah, everyone that agrees with that, anyone that had anything to do with that motherfucking report, you will get the belt this week. Wow. So that is it. I, I'm glad that I um turned up it was hard i can't lie um i did feel a bit unprepared uh but i wanted to at least give something at least give something because yeah because i need to continue and i need to try and you guys deserve it and you know hopefully with me sharing some of my experiences and things that i am going through someone else can relate connect or whatever um again thank you so much for your support thank you so much for your love and your prayers um hopefully next week i'll be more energized and more with it but that is it for this week have i forgotten anything ah i do want to shout out dr vincent wong um who has just been such a sweetheart uh, he, um, if you saw my Instagram, sent me a load of skincare stuff. You know, I was speaking with him about some stuff I wanted to get. And like, I showed him some Ren stuff and whatever. And he was like, no, don't worry about all of that. Don't worry about all of that. I'm going to send you something. And I thought my guy was just going to send me, you know, a little a little serum. And I got like a whole entire set. And it came in a beautiful box with its own little leather white pouch. It all <laughs> looks so nice. It was really nice to have something to smile about. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Vincent, for that. That means uh, so much to me. Uh, I would also like to give a special shout out to Kalechi, Kalechi Okafor, who I called um, just as I just as I was getting on the train. Ugh. Just as I was getting on the train um, coming to Bristol, just because, you know, we've not spent that much time together, um, like just us. Um and it's always been like either in passing or at an event or something like that but like I sp- we speak to each other online and stuff as you do and uh, also it's been locked down but I just know that she's that she's got such a great heart her faith is so strong and I, I've got a re- I don't know why I don't know where from but I've got a real big uh, a, a strong connection to her and so I just asked her to pray because I I feel like her spirit probably get heard <laughs> more than mine <laughs> Um, and you know she responded with a beautiful voice note just amazing words of affirmations advice and you know your prayers are very much appreciated and they are helping uh so yeah thank you so much as well sis for 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 being there as well um yes uh and james james gave me a little call i've yeah James gave me a little call and he's always letting me know that he's there as well. Um, But yeah, uh, that is it for this week's episode of Get the Belt. And I'm going to be here next week, hopefully a little bit more on time. But yes, (laughs) 
thank you so much for listening if you're not subscribed please do uh follow us on social media everything's get the belt pod and if you're listening do a little screenshot or share it through spotify straight to your instagram story it all helps um yes and uh that's it i am your host miles you have been listening to the podcast which is home to melanin magnificence and kingdom of belts you've been listening to get the belt ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.